Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through the 2021 players poll today. We've got about 15 or so questions. We're going to have best player, best coach. Then we're going to go position by position. I'm going to give you my live reaction. Uh, these podcasts, they always get a pretty good response. As you can probably hear in my voice, slowly starting to lose it, getting sick this week. So fingers crossed we can push through the week for the podcast. Uh, but this is our first podcast of the week. We're going to have a look at the players poll from 2021. And I believe on this, they also have... Uh, the ones from the previous years. So to look how much each position has changed and each category has changed. So our very first one to kick off off the top, we've got who is the best player in the NRL? For me right now, I think it'd be hard to go past either Nathan Cleary, Tom Trevojevic. I imagine the last few years, James Tedesco has dominated this with a bit of a sprinkle of Jason Taumalolo here and there. Cameron Smith would have been right up there last year, of course. But I think right now, it has to be Cleary or Tom Trevojevic. I'm probably going to lean towards Cleary, considering he's played the entire season. Uh, Tom Trevojevic, obviously, has been unbelievable. Only played the last five or six games or whatever it might be. And I believe that when they took these votes of 100-odd NRL players, it was before State of Origin 1 as well, which definitely would have boosted Tom Trevojevic right up there. So I'm going to say Nathan Cleary has the vote here. Uh, number one, who is the best player in the NRL? Nathan Cleary takes it with 33%. Next is Tom Trevojevic with 24%. And James Tedesco with 18% there. The next best after that, Cameron Munster, 8%. And Roger Tuovasashek coming in at 5%. No huge shocks there. Nathan Cleary leading Tom Trevojevic by 7%. So I think that's completely fair. I probably thought Cleary would be a little bit higher, but as we will mention a little bit throughout these, this podcast, you've got to remember that these guys, I think quite a few of them would vote for the players that are in their team or the players that play their position in their team or players that they've played with before. And maybe some of these guys, they haven't played with them. So uh, it can be controversial at times, but I think Nathan Cleary being number one here is pretty fair. When you look back over the last few years, so 2020, we had James Tedesco at 49%. So he has dropped 
32-odd percent there. You had Jason Taumalolo was number two at 21%. Cameron Smith, 9%. Tom Trevojevic at 5%. So he's jumped up, you know, 25-odd percent there. Tommy Turbo. Mitch Moses was 3% last year as well. So Nathan Cleary, he's come from less than 3% to be at 33%. So an incredibly good effort there. you got to remember these are done halfway through the year. So the Penrith Panthers, they'd sort of just started their undefeated run last year on the way to the grand final. So I think that's fair. Look back to 2019, 2018, the leader both times was Cameron Smith. James Tedesco featuring in most with a couple of retired guys, obviously Thurston in 2018, Billy Slater as well. James Maloney's now left. James Tedesco, he's been present throughout all of these, but he's dropped down. Obviously, Nathan Cleary, he has taken the votes, which is completely fair enough, in my opinion. Question number two, who is the best coach in the NRL? For me right now, I think it has to be Craig Bellamy. I'll be surprised if this is probably under 40%, to be honest with you. He's been doing this for a very long time. Uh, I think then you'd have probably... I would probably have Trent Robinson, but I could understand if guys went Ivan Cleary. You've also got Wayne Bennett right up there. So interesting to see how this one plays out. Who is the best coach in the NRL? Thirty, oh, only 30%. Craig Bellamy. I would have had him much higher than that, but still a very good whack there, obviously, Craig Bellamy. Obviously, a number of guys here I reckon would be scared to throw their own coach under the bus here, probably give their own guy a plug that has their back as well. Ivan Cleary, 26%, so only 4% below that of Craig Bellamy, who's won a heap of premierships who defeated Ivan Cleary in the grand final last year as well. So very, very interesting there. Wayne Bennett comes in at 13%. Trent Robinson with only 7%. I reckon that's really harsh on Trent Robinson when you consider he's won two of the last three grand finals. Uh, his team has been decimated this year. Look at the guys he's lost. He's he's had Boyd Corden and Brett Morris, Jake Friend, retire during this season. His team is still well and truly in the top eight. And realistically, fighting for a premiership this year, they might not be in that top tier, but they definitely can beat anyone on their day. So bit harsh on Trent Robinson there, in my opinion, but Craig Bellamy with a big 30% there. Last year, we had Trent Robinson at 24%. He was the number one vote, obviously coming off winning two premierships in a row. Craig Bellamy was 17%, Wayne Bennett 10%. Uh, Craig Bellamy's held it for the last three years with 24%, uh, 31%, 48% as well. So to drop down to 30% this year, I'm a little bit surprised there, but... What the Penrith Panthers are doing right there, out there right now at Penrith with Ivan Cleary at the helm is pretty damn impressive. Okay, our next one. Who is the best fullback in the NRL? I think there's only going to be two names here that are going to dominate. It has to either be Tom Trevojevic or James Tedesco. I would imagine James Tedesco has had this mantle for the last couple of years. I'd say at least the last two. Uh, let's have a look. James Tedesco has got 23%. Tom Trevojevic wins this one with 32%. I mean, when you just look at what Turbo's done over the last five or six weeks for Manly, how he's turned that team from cellar dwellers to a top four team, in my opinion. I mean, this is hard to argue with. I think right now, Tom Trevojevic is playing better football than James Tedesco. Uh, James Tedesco to lose by almost 10%, though. I think that's pretty tough, considering what he's achieved over the last few years. Roger Tuabasa-Shek came in third with 15%. And a really good one here. I like who came in fourth, Dylan Edwards. 14%. You had Ryan Pappenhausen only sitting on seven. So that's a bit of a surprise to me. Obviously, Pappy hasn't played in a number of weeks. That probably hurt his cause. Uh, but Tom Trevojevic, I mean, I th- he's probably played less games than Pappy this year, realistically. But I think a lot of that comes down to the timing of when this was done. Dare I say, if Ryan Pappenhausen would have played this entire season, I reckon he would be third potentially even second, to be honest with you. I think that when he was on the field, he was playing unbelievably, and James Tedesco is just in a bit of a tough situation at the moment. Uh, When you look back over the last few years, we had James Tedesco won it last year with a staggering 51%. The year before that, 
55%. Unbelievable. Tom Trevojevic over the last two years, he's gone 21% and 3%. Obviously, 2019, he missed a heap of football, same as last year. Uh, 2018, we go back that far. Billy Slater had it with 60%. That is staggering, considering that Tom Trevojevic and James Tedesco combined right now don't add up to 60%. Just shows you the greatness that Billy Slater had about him. Very, very impressive there. I'll tell you what, though. Obviously, we said Roger Tuovasa-Shek, he was third on this list. For the last four years, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, he's been in the top four every single year. So, very, very impressive him. In fact, he's been in the top three all of the last three years, except this year he's he's come third as well. Sorry. So, very impressive for Roger Tuovasa-Shek to be third in the top three every year for the last four years. Very impressive there. Now, we're diving into who is the best winger in the NRL. Uh, you'd have to think that would go Brian Toto. I would have Joshua Adokar right up there. I'm not sure if Brett Morris is going to count on this list, but I think it would be hard to go past Brian Toto and what he's done this year for the Penrith Panthers. And based how the voting's gone so far with Ivan Cleary, Nathan Cleary, you'd have to assume Brian Toto gets this one. Number four, who is the best winger in the NRL? Comes in at 49%. Wow. Brian Toto from the Penrith Panthers. Made his origin debut the other night. Was extremely impressive. Was fantastic. Ran for, I think, 230 metres or something. Incredibly impressive on debut. Josh Adokar comes in at number two on 27%. Brett Morris comes in third on 11%. Incredible for Brett Morris. The year he retires to still be in the top three wingers. Uh, And you have a look at Josh Adokar, Brian Toto. You know, the strongest outside back in our game, the fastest outside back in our game. For Brett Morris to still be there in year 16 when he's forced to retire, incredibly impressive for B-Miles. You've got to remember as well, I mean, he hasn't played in five or six weeks too. So for people to still be holding Brett Morris at the top of the uh, of their regard, very impressive for B-Miles, exactly where he should be. The other guys that got a feature... Daniel Tupu at 4% and Xavier Coates at 3%. Xavier Coates, obviously fantastic in the air, same as Daniel Tupu. I'm sure they'd give a lot of wingers in our game, a lot of nightmares. Uh, Now, if we have a look at the last few years, last year, the winner was Daniel Tupu. The year before that was Fergo. The year before that was Josh Adokar. So this one, it has jumped around a little bit. Brett Morris has been a feature just about every year as well. Um, But yeah, I think Brian Tyo, I think he might hold this spot uh, for a while to come just quietly. If I had to choose someone that's probably been hard done by, probably Daniel Tupu. But I mean, when you look at Brian Tyo, Josh Adokar, Brett Morris, very hard to argue with there. It really is a stacked position at the moment. Number five, who is the best center in the NRL as voted by the players? Really tough. I know that whenever you talk to players, the guy they always talk about that is hardest to handle is Joey Manu, which is scary because, I'm sorry, I'm not convinced that center is his best position. I think he's probably better at fullback, which is just a harsh reality in his team. It's probably not going to happen with Teddy there. But we all know that the players, they all talk about Joey Manu, how hard he is to handle. We've all seen his skill set as well. So I think he'd be very hard to go past. I think Justin Olam, he always looks really difficult to handle. Stephen Crichton, a guy that we spoke about a lot, he obviously had a breakout season. I think the guy that might be a little bit forgotten here could be Katoni Staggs. Uh, obviously, he's been unreal when he has been playing, but hasn't played at all this year. So I'm expecting him not to get too many votes. Bradman Best is another one that's been injured far too much. Uh, Latrell Mitchell's obviously not playing center anymore. So this one's a little bit up in the air. Josh Morris as well, he's been sensational. Let's have a look. Number five, who is the best center in the NRL? Joey Manu gets it with 29% from the Sydney Roosters. Number two, Stephen Crichton, 21%. And Justin Olam at 10%. The next best, which is very impressive, he's at 9%. Now consider this. Justin Olam got 10%. The guy that got 9%, only 1% below him, is Matty Burton, the guy who's a halfback 5'8", who moved to center for the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, he's in a star-studded team. Don't get us wrong, but... I mean, as voted by the players, these are the guys that are marking him week in, week out, and are watching him play footy. So Matt Burton to get there, very impressive. Josh Morris, he comes in at 8% as well. 
So Joey Manu wins it this year with 29%. Last year, Joey Manu won it with 44%. The year before that, Latrell Mitchell won it with a staggering 80%. You will remember 2019, he was close to untouchable that year. Latrell Mitchell, very impressive. The year before that, Will Chambers, when he was at the Melbourne Storm, he's now returned to the Cronulla Sharks, coming in at 31%. So what this mantle has changed a few times over the last few years, but the last two years, of course, Joey Manu's take it. Interesting, though, and a crazy to think about. I mean, this is after Latrell Mitchell moved to fullback, who won it with a staggering 80% two years ago. So the Roosters had both of these guys. And then you look last year in 2020, the guy that came second was Josh Morris, you know, the other center for the Sydney Roosters, the guy that replaced Latrell Mitchell. So really is unbelievable uh, how strong the Roosters centers have been over the last few years. It's incredible. You look at Joey Manu, 2019, he was sitting on 3%, 2020, 44%, and this year it's sitting on a big 29%. So very impressive from Joey Manu, obviously a star in our game. Our next one, who is the best 5'8 in the NRL? Uh, two names to me come to mind here, Jerome Luai and, of course, Cameron Munster. You would have to think it'd be one of those two. Cody Walker, probably not far away. Luke Keary, he's obviously be injured. I don't think he'll feature too heavily. I think it has to be Luai or Munster. Personally, I would still go Cameron Munster, but if you go in solely off 2021 form, it would be hard to go past Jerome Luai. So let's have a look what we've got. Number six, who is the best 5'8 in the NRL? Oh, wow. Only 1% split Jerome Luai and Cameron Munster. Coming in at 34%. And winning it by 1% is Jerome Luai over Cameron Munster. Obviously, his form over the last 18 months has been simply incredible. Like, this is very hard for me to push back on. Obviously, Cam Munster, you saw what he did in Origin last year. Won the Premiership last year. Absolutely unbelievable. But Jerome Luai, I imagine he probably is a little bit harder to handle. They obviously don't have as much tape on Jerome Luai. He's a little bit unpredictable still at the moment. So I do understand this one. The one that shocked me a little bit, coming in at third, Sean Johnson with 10%, a guy that hasn't played a heap of footy this year, was sensational last year, don't get me wrong, but for him to beat Cody Walker at 9%, it's only 1% in it, but that does surprise me a little bit. Luke Keary still polling 6%, even though we haven't seen him in seven or eight weeks, so pretty impressive there. When you have a look over the last few years, last year, Luke Keary won it with 43%. The year before that, Luke Keary won it with 41%. The year before that, James Maloney won it with 36%, so... The only winners to come out of the last few years have been Penrith and Sydney Roosters, 5'8s in James Maloney, Luke Keary, and of course, Jerome Loy. Cameron Munster for the last few years, he's been there and thereabouts. 34% in second place last year, 32% and second place in 2019. And then second place again with 21% in 2018. This year, he hits 33%, which is the most... Uh, that he's had over the last few years, which is very impressive, but not enough to get the gong there for the top 5'8". Very hard to push back on Jerome Luai, though. Uh, Number seven, who is the best halfback in the NRL? Uh, I think this will be a landslide to Nathan Cleary at the moment. I'd be shocked if it's not. Um, I mean, second place, you're probably looking at Adam Reynolds. Uh, Probably Hughes will actually jump him, actually, realistically. Uh, But I think those guys, they will be... Geez, this could be a 40% difference, realistically, between first and second. Let's have a look. Who is the best halfback in the NRL? Wow, Nathan Cleary, 74%. That is incredible, 74%. The next best, Jerome Hughes with 8%. Wow, a 64% difference between first and second place. That is incredible by Nathan Cleary and really shows the sort of footy he's been playing over the last 18 months or so. Jerome Hughes, 8%. Adam Reynolds, 7%. Mitch Moses, 3%. Chad Townsend with 3%. Chad Townsend, of course, not getting picked for Cronulla at the moment. Uh, let's have a look over the last few years. Last year, we had Mitch Pierce, 27%. Nathan Cleary, 22%. DCE, 22%. Mitch Moses, 13%. So last year, you had three guys 
between 22% and 27%, including Nathan Cleary. This year, you've got him sitting at 74%. Really is incredible. 2019, obviously, Cooper Cronk had it that year, 39%. The year before that, Jonathan Thurston, 35%. So very, very impressive to see where Nathan Cleary is sitting. He's so far ahead of the rest of the pack. It's not even funny as far as this goes. All right, into the engine room. This will be very, very interesting. Who is the best prop in the NRL for me, I think you would have to go James Fisher-Harris. We spoke about him a lot in the preseason, said how impressive he is. I think Buzz Rothfield had him in his top 10 players. A lot of people gave him shit, but I said far out. I mean, no one does their their job better than James Fisher-Harris, essentially. He is incredible. Josh Papali, I think he'll have to be right up there. Uh, Payne Haas as well, he will have to be right up there. So let's see how this one plays out. Number eight, who is the best prop in the NRL? James Fisher-Harris with a whopping... 50%. That is incredible. These Penrith boys, they are really dominating this at the moment. And look, I couldn't argue with it. I didn't expect him to be that high, but I don't push back on it at all. I think James Fitch Harris is an unbelievable front rower. 50%. Number two, surprised me a little bit because I didn't think of him, but when he is playing his best footy, uh, it's very hard to argue with. Adam Fanua Blake, 13%. Considering how much footy he's missed, I think he got injured in round four. Only returned this weekend before this poll was done. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, he must have left a mark on a lot of players in the NRL remembering marking up against Adam Fanua Blake. Payne Haas at 13%. The Gold Coast Titans signature this year, Tino. He was at 7%. And, of course, the white rhino, Christian Welsh, coming in at 5%. But James Fisher-Harris, he's the main story there. Look back to last year, Adam Fanua Blake won it with 18%. So the winner last year was sitting on 8%, this year on 50%. Interesting, Josh Rapali didn't feature in the top five. Uh, obviously, form has been a little bit down this year, but I thought he did enough last year to keep himself right up there. Very interesting there. Takiyaho, also not getting a feature. Hasn't been playing his absolute best footy this year. Jad Rhea Hargraves, not getting a feature either. So, a big year for James Fisher-Harris, though. Last year, came in with 9%. This year, with 50%. So, an incredible rise there for him. A sensational player. Okay, number nine. Who is the best hooker in the NRL? For me, it would be Harry Grant. Uh, I think Damian Cook will be up there. Reed Marnie, he'll probably get some votes as well. Jaden Braley's been sensational. Uh, the wild card here is probably Appy Curacao. Hasn't played a heap of footy this year, but has played unbelievably when he has been on the field for the last 18 months. And I'm probably expecting him to get a few more bo- votes than what I'm expecting, uh, simply because of the Penrith Panthers factor, and they are doing so well in this. So who is the best hooker in the NRL? Harry Grant comes in with 43%. No shocks there for me. The best hooker by far and away. The next man, we just spoke about him as a wild card, Api Curacao, coming in with 29%, a little bit higher than what I anticipated. But as I said, I did think it was going to be higher than I anticipated. Uh, Damien Cook with 12%. So Api's more than doubled Damien Cook. So, um, you know, not, not, not as a negative, but the fall of Damien Cook recently uh, makes it really tough there on him. That's brutal. Uh, but Api Curacao, obviously a guy that hasn't played rep footy yet, won a grand final at South Sydney. He's been going unreal for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, the next best, really interesting. Brandon Smith on 8%. Obviously, Harry Grant got 43%. I think Brandon Smith has been unbelievable at hooker. I think he plays his best footy at 13. But personally, 
I would have been tempted to have Brandon Smith in front of Damian Cook at the moment, but always interesting to see the perspective of these players. Reed Marnie also comes in at 3%. I did think he would be higher based on his form this year. It's been sensational. Now, this one, a bit of a mute topic when you talk about who came first over the last few years. With Cameron Smith obviously dominating this category, he's won at the last three years at 35%, 44%, and then in 2018, he won it with a staggering 66%, which is incredible. Uh, when you have a look, though, at the next best last year, we had Appy Curacao, the next best. The year before that, we had Damien Cook. The year before that, Isaac Luke. So there has been a lot of movement in this category. Harry Grant was the best, third best last year at 12%. He's dropped up. Th- he's dropped up. Jumped up, sorry, thought I was having a seizure there for a second. Jumped up 30-odd percent there, which is very impressive. Damian Cook as well jumped up about 4%. But I think it's really impressive where Api Kurosawa's got himself at the moment. He's been playing great footy, and it's good to see the rest of the NRL uh, noticing that. Two more positions. Who is the best hook? Uh, who is the best second rower in the NRL? Question number 10. Now, for me, I would probably think... Now, you've you got to remember with this, that when guys are picking this, and this is always the way with this category, they tend to pick the explosive guys, the guys that they find the hardest to tackle. So, you know, I would have always said sort of a Boyd Corner the last few years, but he never seems to get as many votes as some of these other guys. You're talking, you know, your Fafitas, uh, your Kickouts, these sort of fellas that are extremely hard to handle on the edge. So I think that's where you'll see a lot of votes dominated. Let's have a look. Who is the best second row in the NRL? No shocks here. Okay. Viliami Kikau comes in at 39%. Obviously one of the hardest players in our competition to handle on his day. An incredible footballer. Just so damaging. David Fafita at number two at 24%. I know I put up a thing the other day talking about David Fafita or Viliami Kikau and people... Now, the vast majority said it isn't even close. It's Fafita by a mile. So interesting to see Kikau not only win this, but win it by 15%. That's a pretty good whack when you're considering every second row in the game and he beats Fafita by 15%. Very impressive there. And the big smoky here who's come in third, a guy that I didn't think of. I don't know why, though. Isaiah Papali'i, 12%. He has been unbelievable this year. For me, probably the buy of the season. He's been great. I watched him in the preseason. I said to you guys on the podcast, wow, this guy's flying, but there simply isn't going to be a spot for him. He's for Sean Lane out of the side. I mean... He almost forced Nathan Brown out of the side, too. When he played through the middle, he was unbelievable. So Isaiah Papali'i, he's been great. Angus Crichton at 7%. Kurt Capewell coming in at 5%. Last year, the winner was Viliami Kikau with 28%. Boyd Cordner only had 17 last year. David Fafita with 10 so a big jump up for him as well. The year before that, we had Sam Burgess and then Kikau. So Kikau, he's been present in this throughout, and you can really see how the game is moving towards these explosive forwards. So well done to Viliami Kikau. Uh, a sensational effort there. Now, the best lock forward in our game. Very, very interesting. Now, I always say Victor Radley, he would be my best lock forward. I know that he isn't the popular opinion. Jason Tamalolo is forever right up there. Jake Travojevic is forever right up there. The one that I'm interested, though, is, of course, the Penrith 13. There's been a theme throughout this entire thing. Just about every position has been from the Penrith Panthers. So I have no doubt Isaiah Yo will be right up there. Very interested to see if he is put in front of Jason Taumalolo. He has definitely been playing better footy than Taumalolo for the last year. But interesting to see where the players rank them. Who is the best lock in the NRL? Isaiah Yo with 30%. Jason Taumalolo, 20%. He's knocked off Taumalolo by 10%. Very very impressive there. Jake Travojevic comes in with 16%. He's been unreal this year. Our boy Victor Adley comes in with 14%. Obviously missed a lot of footy this year, but seems to be uh, the normal opinion there. 
Brandon Smith is 6%. This is a guy that I think should definitely be higher, without a doubt, Brandon Smith. Victor Radley, I think he's sitting at sort of the side, the right sort of mark there, to be honest with you, based on the public opinion. I think Isaiah Yo, he has been the best lock forward this year. You all know a few weeks ago when I picked my Rolling Blues team, I did go with Isaiah Yo over Radley. I think he's been playing great. So well-deserved there by Isaiah Yo. When we look back over the last few years, obviously dominated by Tao Malolo. Uh, 2020, he won it with 49%. Jake Trevojevic, second. Victor Radley, third. Isaiah Yo with 7% there. So, yeah, Isaiah Yo has jumped up by 23% in 12 months. Very, very impressive. 2019, Jason Malolo, Jake Trevojevic, Cam Murray. I guess Cam Murray, he's the big one to miss out of these lock forwards. I thought he'd be right up there, but he's missed out. 2018 votes for the best... Oh, they called it the best middle forward then, did they? Interesting. Jason Malolo with 34%. Sam Burgess, 23%. Jake Trevojevic, 10%. Very, very interesting there for lock forward. Well-deserved for Isaiah Yo. A couple of subcategories here. Who is the best captain in the NRL? Jeez. Uh, Cameron Smith's gone. This really opens it up. I imagine Cameron Smith has won it for the last few years. Yeah, he won it in 2020, won it in 2019. Um, I mean, who's captain of the Penrith Panthers? Is it clear? Is it Isaiah Yo? I guess those guys would have to be up there. I'm hoping Roger Tuovasa-Shek gets some good votes based on what he did last year with his team being away and whatnot. I think that was an unbelievable effort. Let's have a look. Who is the best captain in the NRL? Well done. Excellent players. 38% for Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Uh, Nathan Cleary comes in second at 17%. Isaiah Yo comes in third at 14%. Jesse Bromwich, 6%. DCE, 5%. James Tamo at 5% there. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. I'm glad that he got recognized like that, uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, because he's been unbelievable. Okay, this is our last one. Who is the most improved... Oh, sorry, who is the most impressive rookie of 2021? Uh, I mean, the names that come to mind here for me are Dane Laurie, Josh Schuster, Reese Walsh, and, of course, Sam Walker. Sawali might be there and thereabouts, but I think it would have to be one of those others. For me, I tipped... Um, Josh Schuster to be the rookie of the year at the start of the year. I think Reese Walsh has been unbelievable, but I think Sam Walker, uh, the way that he's able to lead this Roosters team around to take a really experienced system and do so well with them, and the way that he's played, he's played tough, but he's shown such a skill set that's been unbelievable. So for me, I think I would have to go Sam Walker, but I'll tell you what, Dane Laurie, the underappreciated guy here, I think he's been unbelievable in a tough situation. Sam Walker takes it home with 53%. Reese Walsh, 21%. Dane Laurie, 12%. And Charlie Staines, 10%. Didn't even think of Charlie Staines, to be honest with you. Bit surprised not to see Joshy Schuster there. I think he's a little bit hard done by there. But Sam Walker, very, very hard to push back on Sam Walker at 53%. Thanks for tuning in once again, guys. Love doing these live reaction things. They're really good fun. Uh, We'll have the news coming up very soon. And then hopefully later in the day, we'll have our full review of round 14 a cracking weekend it was not a great tipping weekend for the guru uh, but we've definitely done worse hopefully my voice hangs in there as you can tell it's probably on its last leg so fingers crossed you get to hear from me this afternoon we'll dive into our full round review if not we'll have it for you on wednesday cheers legends Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.